Good morning, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast. We thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that have taken place from this past weekend. And so, yes, we are back like a shark attack, back like we ain't got no clothes on our back, back like we left some, and when the world is, no, for the world is in a better place, when the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast is taking place. So thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversated about the latest sports topics that have taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. It is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast community page on Instagram at the Early Morning Sports Talk POD. Again, on IG at the Early Morning Sports Talk POD, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman. Uh, generally, we have a guest for the weekend. We'll have a guest on Saturday, but not today. Today is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Today is November 2020. Uh, 23rd of 2023, and we have seen yet again another fascinating week in the sports world. Okay, what we saw, for example, the LA Clippers bounced back. Uh, They are now on a winning streak, and it was really cool last night to see, Jamar, that uh, Kawhi Leonard was taking his free throws in the second quarter in San Antonio, and the crowd started to boo. And Greg Popovich literally went and talked to the Chief at the San Antonio Spurs Stadium. And he took the microphone and he told the crowd himself on the mic to stop booing Kawhi Leonard. Um, he stated that his reasoning was more so not to freeze him, but it was more so not to poke the bear. And so as sports fans, I guess, you know, that means if you're poking the bear, you're poking a Michael Jordan, you're poking a LeBron James, um, and, and you don't want to poke Kawhi Leonard. I thought it would just be because of what, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard has done for that franchise and uh, all the great moments he's had and such a great player he is, future NBA Hall of Famer, et cetera, future basketball Hall of Famer, uh, et cetera. And so, like, uh, it was really interesting to see that. So, yeah, uh, very, very cool to see um, Greg Popovich grabbing the mic last night um, uh, in, in defense of his team. Additionally, We saw Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, and the Kelsey brothers have a great matchup this past Monday night, uh, resulting in another loss for the Kansas City Chiefs, where the Kansas City Chiefs hit themselves and shot themselves in the foot by dropping open passes. Uh, Shout out to MVS for dropping that wide open guy uh, (laughs) that Patrick Mahomes laid to him in the fourth quarter. Uh, with the opportunity to beat the mighty Philadelphia Eagles. But shout out to the Eagles. They got it done. They got it done. That is what they do. They get it done. And and shout out to Jalen Hurts. He should now be the leading candidate for MVP without a question. Um, On the other hand, we saw, as example, uh, within uh, the NBA as well, LeBron James hit 39,000 points. This is a fantastic feat. And now LeBron James sits alone at this mark. 39,000 points to the great LeBron James. He is an all-time great NBA player. And so with this being said, uh, it's going to take a lot of work to beat that feat. And then lastly, our Chicago Bears, Jamar, dropped a heartbreaker to the Detroit Lions. And now now the room gets hotter for Matt Eberflus. Um, so with this being said, uh, will the Bears do something um to try to rejuvenate this franchise? Leonard, uh Shaquille Leonard just got uh released. I don't know, do you go out to him, etc.? And so with that being said, um uh, <laughs> yes, introducing our brother from another mother this morning, um, on the early morning sports talk podcast, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my brother. Happy Thanksgiving. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving, bro. Um, just glad to be here another day. Glad to be uh, on here with you on this on this Thanksgiving morning, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving as well to you and yours. Enjoy everything that the holiday gives you. 
Yes. And so with that being said, well, let's get right into our sports talk this morning. And so, Jamal, let's talk about the Bears. Uh, the Chicago Bears um, played a pretty decent game for the most part um, and then collapsed in the last three minutes of the game, uh, giving up uh, two straight touchdowns. Um, only to give up a touchdown to uh, Mr. Former Bear, uh, David Montgomery, who obviously prior to the season wanted to rub it in and, and took this game very personal. Um, and the Bears literally let him rub it in. Um, and so just your thoughts from this game. Um, is it just the same old bad news Bears? Um, was it Matt Eberflus? What are your thoughts on this game? Boy, uh, there, I feel like there's a lot of things to unpack with this game. Um, uh, first and foremost, I want to say uh, our quarterback, Justin Fields, played pretty well, in my opinion. Yep. Um, you know, he I felt like he came out with a sense of urgency here. Uh, you know, he he ran the ball with authority. He, um, you know, protected the football as best as he could. Um, you know, he made throws where it mattered most. He threw that dart to DJ Moore for that touchdown to, mm -hmm. you know, really put them up in a position to where, in all honesty, if anybody that watched the game, the Bears should have put that game away. They really should have. Yeah. But but basically in the last, what, four and a half minutes of that game, when they was up 26, when I'm mistaken, 26 to 14, mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like this is where, you know, coaching – um and the lack of knowing how to win games really came and played to bite the bears behind. Oh, um, you are in my head. Mm -mm -mm. They're like, when you start the mindset of playing not to lose instead of playing to win, that's when you actually open up the door for things to happen um, negatively. There's no way that you should stop being aggressive on offense uh, during that time span, especially against a team that we know that can score points in bunches when they start to get a rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, there's a stat out there, and I was in disbelief, but they said about two or three times to where no team, no team, uh, especially in the modern era, and I think no team since, what, 1932 to where you force three-plus turnovers, you have possession of the clock at 40-plus minutes, so you basically outgain them in time of possession uh, two to one in this game, and you end up losing. Yeah. The other teams with this stat are like 48 and 0 until that happened. So there's no that's way. A, that's embarrassing. That is. That is, man. Like, yeah. th th there's no way that you should not be able to close this game out. And and then the timeout situation on that last drive for the Lions, like, like you basically just gave them like a, a – a, a, <laughs> Uh, a free play for them to get themselves together and then just score a touchdown to, to take the, it's like, you just, you're not playing. Like there's no sense of urgency. There's no like, um, there's no like general thought process of how you're supposed to go about this. You're like, you, you're, you're panicking, you're reacting. You're not like, there's no, no, maybe there's no, there's no real. There's no, process. there's no urgency. There's no heart. There's Nothing. no heart. There's Nothing no heart, like bro. That. Like Dan Campbell would have been aggressive as F U C K. Right. Especially you on think that. Dan Campbell would have sat there and been like, oh, I gotta be. No. At, at, at all. No. Dan Campbell, we know he has he has plans. He he knows how to motivate. He knows how to execute, man. On that fourth oh, and one, you know, when, when we actually kicked the field goal, I I I mean, I felt like we should have went for it. Put the put our foots on their throats and put them away. Do not That's give them an opportunity. At that point, you ain't got nothing to lose anyway. Dude, especially against a team that we know that we are outmatched against, a team that mm -hmm. we know that can run up the scoreboard, why would you give them an opportunity to come down and do what they have to do? You should continue to take keep the ball out of their possession. There's no way that you have 40 minutes of time of possession. You force you force Jared Goff uh, to throw three picks, and I think we also caused the fumble too. So we have yeah. what, four turnovers in that game, and you lose. And you're up 26 to 14 with four and a half minutes left in the going again. You, there, there's no way, Brandon. There's no way. It, no way. It is, it is, it is highly, highly, highly embarrassing. Highly, highly, highly embarrassing. And this is where the coaching comes in. Absolutely. When we talk about Dan Campbell as example, there's no way that Dan Campbell 
all fourth and one would have been passive in a moment like that. But you can look at Matt Aberflus and you can just look at him and say, Eberflus, oh, you, you look very passive. Like, he looked like he's the type of guy that's on the sideline, just overthinking, questioning, head all down, like, what am I going to do? You can look at him and tell that Chicago's just looming over him, and it's right here in his head. And he's just, like, stressed, worried. Um, he goes out there, Jamar. He plays literally – literally calls great plays for 40 minutes of the game. We have the ball for 40 minutes, two-thirds of the game. You don't suppose to lose a game when you have the ball for two-thirds. I've got to think of an example, Jamar, of a game that I've watched lately to where a team had the ball for 40 minutes and they didn't blow the other team out. You know, generally it's a blowout. Um, generally, you know, that's 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 a game that should be won by, let's say, eight minutes of the fourth quarter. The game should be over with. Um, but this goes to show you just where we are with Matt Eberflus, and um, what really got me, bro, in the game was um. When you mentioned, for example, fourth and one, okay, um, he didn't go for that. But even at the last, you know, possession prior to, he's running the ball literally for I believe it was three three plays, three straight plays. He run the ball, um, and you know, of course, you know, no disrespect to our backs, etc. But you know. Um, I would have liked to just seen some aggression there, some type of aggression. Um, but he ran the ball very, very passive. And so in a way, Jamar, I have to repeat exactly what you're saying because that's what I saw from the game too. That's that's what I saw from the game too. Um, it's It just really makes me wonder because you can hear the people, you can hear Chicago screaming, Jamar, literally right after the game that he should be going Monday. Um, and so I think at this point, we want to put this out in the early morning sports talk podcast that the time is ticking for Matt Eberflus. And at this point, it's just a matter of time or when it'll occur. Right. Oh, yeah. And I, and I feel like the only reason why it hasn't happened sooner, because if you get rid of him, then you don't have a defensive coordinator mm -hmm. because of what happened at the beginning of the year. So it's like. You kind of stuck until Black Monday <laughs> mm -hmm, on this one. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. and I also heard that uh, you know Kevin Warren, our new uh, president uh, for the Bears, yeah, he he he's pretty much seen enough and is ready to clean house here for the most mm -hmm. part. So, um, no, I'm curious to see what direction this team takes when it's all said and done. It's pretty much like you know you auditioning for for a job here right now. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, man, um, dude, Eberflus, my gosh, um, wonderful coordinator, just not, just not a head coach, man, at, at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've learned and we've seen, man, that um, it's a lot of uh, great coordinators in this league that just are not great head coaches. That's facts. You know, that is facts. It's, it's just that's just the reality. And Matt Eberflus. He's just one of those guys, uh, unfortunately. Um, let me ask you this, Jamar. In regards to um, our quarterback situation, do you continue to let Justin play things out for the rest of this season as an audition? Um, or if you're the GM, do you have your mind made up already that you're going to stick with Justin? <sighs> I mean, I think it's a number of things with this one. I mean, for starters, yeah, you definitely continue to let – you definitely continue to see what you got in Justin Fields because at the end of the day, like, you still want to make a decision if you're going to pick up the fifth-year option or not because this is just year three. So, you know, regardless, if you choose to pick up that fifth-year option, I mean, you got two more years with him. If not, then you got one more year with him. But it, I think the other thing to, to you know, keep an eye on is um, – the draft position, right? 
So what currently what we're fourth or fifth in the draft pick with our pick, but with the Panthers pick, you know, we, we got the number one pick right now. So I think it all depends, you know, also what happens with how we finish in the standings and also how the Panthers finish in the standings. Cause as you know, there's two quarterbacks in this draft that's I guess, quote unquote, highly coveted, right. The, the, you know, the, the USC guy that, you know, rumored to want ownership and uh, only have a list of teams he wants to play for and Wendy's commercials and Caleb Williams. And then you got Drake Mayo at North Carolina. And me personally, I don't even want to touch a quarterback from North Carolina again. After exactly. Week. After Mitchell Trubisky. Correct. So, I mean, but I mean, he, he probably is better than Mitch, but nevertheless, it's like, you know, what, what would happen if we ended up with uh, the number, you know, the number three and the number five, number five pick in the draft. And those two quarterbacks go one and two, then then what? You know, so I, I think it all depends, but at least for the very least, you no, know, you, you still got to see how the rest of the season plays out. I mean, Justin, like I said, he came back and played well. He definitely right. played well. I don't feel like that game was definitely not on him by any means. Man, Jamar, so it's a tough situation though. Um, it's a tough situation to be in right now as a Bears GM. Um and I'm, I'm changing the, the, the I'm changing this, everybody. Thank y'all for rocking with us this morning for the Bears' future. Because if you got the number one pick, we are rooting for Carolina, y'all. Okay, we rooting for Carolina. We hope they lose. Okay, and we hope Bryce Young go out there and look terrible. And we don't care if everybody talk about how C.J. Stroud should have been picked by Carolina. We need him to throw picks. All right, in Chicago, we need him to go out there and stink up the joint. We need Adam Thielen to be angry, okay? We do, all right? We need him to scream and do whatever he do in the media, all right? Um, and so, the Bears, you are in a situation to where you continue to play Justin Fields. He's, in a way, possibly a danger because if he go out and win games, this ruins our draft position to get – a highly touted wide receiver or et cetera. I kind of worry about that. And so you want to try to lose, I think at this point on purpose, tank so that hopefully we can try to get maybe a number one, number three pick, or at least stay in that number five pick. Cause if we continue to win, maybe one or two games, um, we going to move down the board. You know what I'm saying? Because you got a number of teams that, you know. Okay, Victor Young, you said offensive lineman. You got a number of teams that could be ahead of us. Um, and you got another number of teams that's continuing to stockpile losses now too, Jamar, like Tennessee. Um, these are teams that are losing on purpose now because they starting to uh, focus on the rebuild. Um, and so maybe they're not losing on purpose. They just happen to be losing and they playing rookie quarterbacks. And so, um, I, I'm just, you know, it, it's, it's like a, it's like a tough place to be in. You know, if you play Justin and he goes out and he, but it, it's sad because he's auditioning too now for a job that that's just, it's, 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 it's a sticky situation. You know? It, I, yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I feel like, if we didn't have the Carolina pick, then it would make things a lot more, you know, uh, worse than what it is based on the situation. Because at the end of the day, like going into the season, you wanted to see this team win games. You wanted to, you know, be on a path to where there's progress, there's improvement, there's development. And, you know, the record doesn't show. I feel like some of these players are developing, though. From the beginning, I, I can say that much. I can say like uh Stevenson on, on yes, on you took the words out. Yep, Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, he's he, developing that. He he is. The the two defensive tackles that we took in the second round, they they are developing as well. Because I mean, heck, I, I mean, entering this past week, you know, we number one in the league in rushing defense. Like I would have never thought, but hey, that's that's where we are. So. You know, there are some few bright spots, but, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. Like, you know, you still want, you know, the draft position because, you know, them assets definitely become very valuable when it's all said and done. Uh, but as I long as – I keep thinking of that kid from Ohio State. I just keep thinking of him. Dude, Marvin Harrison, Jr. 
Yeah, my gosh. I know. I, I, I want him too. But I think, I mean, I think we'll be in position for him as long as the Panthers keep losing. We will definitely be in position for him. Um, and, you know, based on our trajectory, we'll definitely be in position for him. But I, I still want them to go out there and do well. I still, I, I mean, them winning, if they was to win two two more games this year, I don't think it's going to hurt that much based on how the other teams are doing either. As long as the Panthers keep losing, then it's whatever. I just want to see progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are lucky to have uh, the Panthers pick. Um, and so hopefully the Panthers continue to lose. Uh, we would like to see uh, Bryce Young throw interceptions. We would like to see uh, Adam Thielen scream. Uh, we would like to see uh, turmoil in Carolina as worse as it is with the Bears. Because if so, then this gives us what we need to get our very first pick and do what I would like to see the Bears do, which is to keep Justin Fields and drive Marvin Harrison Jr. Man, matter of fact, uh, here's the Panthers' remaining schedule. They're at Tennessee which I feel like they'll probably lose that game uh, at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, home against the Falcons, home against the Packers, at Jacksonville, home against the Buccaneers. What, they can win one more game in that bunch based on how they're playing right now? Just one more, maybe? Yeah, but then they can win a number of them games too because they got a lot of NFC South squads. <laughs> yeah, but I mean – but we can all agree that the Bucks, Saints, and Falcons are a better team than the Panthers right now. They Quite are. Far. They are. You know, it's still a division game, but you know, um, I can see them winning maybe a, probably a couple of the few, maybe two, um, just because one of those games might be a division game, Jamar, and you know they could probably sneak out one of those games. You know, uh, good morning, Jose. He stated Bears need a revival. Yes. Uh, the Bears indeed need a revival. Um, they need a miracle, my brother. And so um, <laughs> this is uh, where the Bears are. Um, what are your thoughts on the Bears, guys? Do you think uh, Victor Young, you stated offensive lineman. Uh, Jose, if you were to, you know, Think of the Bears' needs for the draft right now. What do you think? An offensive lineman? Would you like to see them grab a wide receiver? Or would you like to see them grab a quarterback? Um, and so, we'll, we'll, you know, the Bears right now, they're in a very unique position. Um, and, and shout out to Carolina. So we hope that Carolina continues to the ball and continue to lose games, et cetera. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vic also said at a four or five, either they should pick alignment or move back and get two picks. We know what one will be if Fields doesn't, I guess, show the rest of the season. True. I mean, that is that is a true statement. I personally, I do not want to hit the reset button again. I, I'm hoping Fields plays well enough to where they don't have to do that. Because I'd rather if we have we have already pieces in place and he is proven enough to be that guy for us i'd rather for us to build on top of that instead of hitting the reset button again i'm, I'm basically i just don't need fields turning into to mitch on us for the last like six games that's that's what i don't need mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely uh i don't want to see fields definitely degress i want to see him progress it's very important um Let's consider, let's consider this, y'all, all right? The Bears' future can be very bright here, okay? Let's just say Justin Fields continue to progress, Jamar. That's what we want to see. We want to see him play good football. I mean, what the hell you got nothing to lose? Continue to play good football for the rest of the season. Right. The Carolina Panthers continue to lose. Great, y'all, because if the Carolina Panthers continue to lose, we get that number one pick. And so imagine this. The team that we got plus a number one pick. Okay, we had uh, a high draft pick last year. Okay, that's that's positive. And so in a way, this is a positive, guys, um, because we got the number one pick if the Carolina Panthers continue to lose. And so from there, we can go out and grab a highly touted wide receiver, et cetera, or a highly touted offensive lineman that could help this team. That's that's a way to look at it, right, Jamar? Yeah, so I would say, so based on that scenario, right, if the Bears – Let's just say we win 
two or three more games and we still end up with a top 10 pick, but not a top five, right? And the Panthers continue to lose and end up with the number one pick. At that point, it's pretty much like somewhat of a similar boat as last year, as in probably have a King's ransom for that first pick. As in probably one of those teams that be at two or three, maybe you'll probably see, you know, New England in that spot or the Giants or somebody like that. That's probably going to be looking for a quarterback. At that right. point, it'd probably be realistic for them to trade up to us either, and we end up with the second or third overall pick. They take that quarterback. We get that pick and more picks. We get our wide receiver, offensive lineman, and then we come back down with our pick and draft either the opposite, either the offensive lineman or the wide receiver we didn't get. And then we still have enough draft capital to fill in the rest of the holes that this team is lacking all the way around. So, I mean, if this team can continue to improve in certain areas and be competitive and hopefully the coaching doesn't get in their way and the Panthers continue to lose, this can be uh, – pretty pretty uh pretty good offseason and then not to mention we still got a plethora of money for free agency so this year you know as long as they got the right people in place to make the right decisions here then you know we, we can actually you know have a bright future sooner yeah, than later right i'm telling you so this is what we're saying here on the early morning sports talk podcast it's an option for a very bright future with the bears this is what we're trying to say everybody uh, because of where we sit and because of the fact that the Panthers are giving us what we need. And so, um, yes, Matt Eberflus uh, might not be a part of that future. Um, but at the same token, uh, if we continue to uh, progress with Justin Fields and the chemistry hopefully gets better, hopefully our, our defense continue to bond and, 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 and get a stronger, you know, uh outing uh because they've been playing a little better as the season has progressed honestly they have jamar the linebackers have been kind of progress you know i've been seeing some improvement from them and 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 that's very important to see you know um tj edwards lead the league in tackles now yeah 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 um you know and so you're seeing progression there um and so these are a number of positives and so we just got to take the positives and roll with it uh so yeah that's the Bears, man. And so with that, Jamar, if you Justin needs help, yes, he he indeed need he indeed need help. Um, and so hopefully we can get him some help, Jose. Hopefully. Uh and so Jamar, let's progress now with our uh picks. Uh we got uh three uh Thanksgiving uh slate of games that is taking place. Um and we'll start with um, a very traditional one, uh, Green Bay at Detroit. And so uh, who you got for this one and why? Oh, of course, I got I got the, the Lions. Uh, you know, shout out to Ian. I know he ain't here right now, but uh, hashtag grit, hashtag one pride. Um, we, we know darn well that this 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 matchup is is not even close. Um, the, uh, the Lions haven't won on Thanksgiving since 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So that's six straight losses in front of their home fans on Thanksgiving. That definitely changes today. Um, Jordan Love is not that guy, um, in my opinion. I feel like it was more so the Chargers floundered that game away as opposed to the Packers winning it, but that's neither here nor there for this game. Um, there's no Aaron Jones. Um, Jair Alexander's questionable. Uh, their tight end, their rookie tight end, Musgraves on IR. I, I just don't see it. I mean, they do have a couple of weapons in, you know, Dobbs and Watson and uh, Jaden uh, Reed, but I don't think it's enough, man. I think the Lions, you know, they're, they're showing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of passion, a lot of uh, fortitude. Um, they're definitely fundamentally sound. Uh, and that word grit, they show a lot of that. So I think this game is a wrap. It's, I think it's a blowout. Mm, I got the Lions at home as well. Uh, could the Packers come and use their momentum from last week against the Chargers and use it as a catapult to say, hey, you know, we can beat Detroit. Um, they haven't beaten us in a number of years on Thanksgiving. Uh, six straight losses. Uh, this team uh, is allergic on Thanksgiving to winning. Um, and as they has been in the past, but as we see things have changed in Detroit. Um, and so for that reason, I, I got Detroit. I think Detroit is the better team. Um, I think it'll be a fun game. It's Thanksgiving, none to lose. Uh, Packers, however, you know, they still fighting. You know, they, they they believe that they can possibly fight for a wild card, Jamar. 
And so they're going to come out and play very hard today. Um, I think it's a close game. It's a very NFC North type battle, but I think Detroit pull it out late as they did against the Bears. Um, shout out to the Commanders, man, uh, for blowing my um, money last weekend, um, as they did a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, and it's sad to see, but it might be uh, very, very soon, the uh, last uh, few weeks for River, Riverboat Ron Rivera in Washington. I don't see how they keep him, Jamar, past this season, especially if they don't make the playoffs because you're just going to be in the same boat. Um, Commanders at the Cowboys, who you got? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, by default, I got to take the Cowboys, right? For a lot of, basically, a lot of things that that you're saying here. It, it seems like the Commanders on on a uh, on a hamster wheel here. They're just running but not going anywhere type deal. They just can't get out their own uh, way. Sometimes, you know, at times they show brilliance, but it's like you know, against certain teams that you're supposed to just put away, you end up losing. Like, there's no way that you should be losing to Tommy Danny DeVito last week at all guys mm -hmm. got saquon barkley looking like barry sanders out here like it, 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 there's no way um and even though i'm not a, a super firm believer in the cowboys but i do know one thing cowboys are head and shoulders a better team than the commanders right now so give me, give me dallas yeah i'm with you i got dallas uh dallas uh you know the defense is playing well uh shout out to the corner man opposite of trayvon diggs um Mm. Bard Beard, uh, you know, uh, leading the league right now in interceptions and uh, leading the league in touchdowns, returns and interceptions as well. He's yeah. on his way to a Pro Bowl, y'all. Um, and, 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 you know, you would have think that, you know, this team would be reeling after uh, Trayvon Diggs' uh, injury. But, you know, this has allowed this kid to step up, Jamar. And so um, he's, he, he's, he stepped up big time. And you still got Stefan Gilmore down there too. Uh so the Cowboys uh, you know, they kind of put it together. And, and today is a good opportunity in front of a national crowd uh to uh let people know who they are. Um, I do think Jamar, this will be a tight game, bro. I just think the Cowboys gonna come in not taking the commander serious, if that makes sense, bro. And um, I could see this being a very good, close, tight game. Commanders might come out, put up some buckets, but you know, I like the Cowboys because Dak Prescott, he don't get enough credit. He put up a lot of points too, man. And he, you know, he's not as bad as people always make him out to be. He's good throughout most of the regular season. It's just when January come, he gets allergic to the playoff moments, but throughout the regular season, he's a good quarterback. And so I think he continues his good quarterback in the day. I got the Cowboys. I mean, uh, you're, not, go ahead. you're not wrong. Sorry. Um, no, as far as Dak, I mean, I mean, I guess in the past he he especially I think last year he was getting a lot of uh, slack for turning over the football um, with all the interceptions. But I mean, he's taking care of the ball this year. I think ever since that you know C.D. Lamb complained about not getting the ball, I think Dak actually elevated his game and it's actually been really really efficient. He's got over a three to one touchdown interception ratio right now, which is pretty pretty stellar. So. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to CeeDee Lamb right now, who uh, has set the record for most receiving yards uh, for a wide receiver um, in Cowboys history. That's over Michael Irvin, Daz Brand, all those guys. And so uh, CeeDee Lamb has uh, progressed to being that dude. When there was that moment, Jamar, when Amari Cooper was let go, people were wondering, could he be that guy to step up? Right. Um, and he is. Yes. All right. All right. Yep, Niners at the Seahawks. Shout out to the Seahawks for blowing it last week. Um, what a field goal that was. Maybe it was the win in Los Angeles, Jamar. But that ball went whoop, and it went whoop. Wait, the win at SoFi Stadium that's indoors? <laughs> I know. It was just like, damn, I'm, I, I'm serious, bro. I'm like, how the hell did that ball just go straight? And it just went whoop. I'm like, wow, like. Did they have a fan on or something? Like, was it a power damn Bruh. fan that was up there or something? Like, they just took the ball yeah. and blew it right. <laughs> and shout out to Geno Smith, by the way, man, that was injured, right, Jamar? Um, and then literally injured. came back on a final drive to lead them down the field uh, to potentially win the game. I, I, if I'm Seattle, bro, I'm sick after that, bro. 
because you could be seven and three right now. I'm sick. I'm sick because like that that game was yours. Like in and prior to the injury, you were winning the game, dominating, dominating. Your 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 backup get in. He tried to be gunslinger. Brett Favre throw picks, <laughs> just going off. <laughs> That's Drew Lock for you. <laughs> That's Drew Lock for you, man. <laughs> He get in trying to play backyard football. Hey man, he get in letting it ride. Hey, he leave my man alone, man. Out here on the line. Hey man, Drew was locked up, man. Leave him alone. That man was locked up. He got in the game, said, "Goddamn, we putting all the chips on the table." That man thought he was Willie Beeman out here. Oh, my God, man. He got in the game, thought he was Willie Beeman or something, man. Like, I mean, just went crazy, man. And you look up at the game, and before you know it, the Rams got life. Before you know it, Pachua, he all in the game. You know, everybody on the Rams all, you know, believing. And it was just like, wow, like it was crazy, man. And so um, that loss hurts for Seattle. But, um, and it really hurts because they got the 49ers today, bro. You know, this could have been a really, really, really tasty, tasty game, Jamar, with both of these squads being seven to three. Just imagine them both being seven and three instead of, Nine and seven and three, Seahawks six and four. Um, it's still a little tasty because possibility of the Seahawks winning, but the I way mean, um, San Francisco looks, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, as you know, well, proof is in the pudding. A healthy 49ers team is completely different than oh, what we yeah. saw. You know, you know, in that stretch of games to where, you know, you know, they had lost three straight. Because, mind you, outside of that three straight, this Niners team has been looking flawless out here. And, um, you know, this is the first matchup between Seattle and uh, San Fran. So, you know, this is a pivotal game because, you mm-hmm. know, Seattle wins. They got the tiebreaker so far at the same record. Niners win. They, they got a two. That's technically a three-game lead, but lead at that point. So, uh, games in Seattle that makes the environment tough, but I'm still going with a healthy 49ers team, bro. I, I, I mean, look, when 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 fully healthy, there's it, it, really hardly any chinks in that armor. I mean, Brock Purdy starts to play a lot more efficiently now. Uh, I mean, he had a game of his life last week against the Buccaneers. He did, I mean, didn't he? Christian McCaffrey he is. He torched them guys up like everybody. It was like Oprah giving out prizes on her show. That's that's what it felt like. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, yeah, I mean, you know who he is. Uh, you know, George Kittle's been balling out lately. Devo Samuel, that factor. You got the defense balling out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I get the twelfth man and all, but and 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 they're and they're sneaky good. It's just levels to this, and I just think the Niners. Unless the Niners fumble the game, it's it's the Niners game to lose, and I got the Niners. Mm. Yeah, um, Seahawks put up a fight, bro. I think you know that 12th man shows up. Um, think it's a hard fought game. I think uh, you know Seattle's defense is underrated. They really are. Um, they, I like they, that Witherspoon they, kid from uh, from uh, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't get the big plays um they dare you to beat them um deep and so i can see seattle giving them all they can handle jamar i really do i think this game comes down to the fourth quarter um it's a division game as well these teams know each other well you know Pete carroll's a great head coach um but i think uh san francisco find a way to toughen this out probably in the next last five minutes of the game they bully and they show like you say jamar that there's levels to this so I can't pick Seattle. I, I can't. Um, so we'll see what happens with this game. But uh, until then, yeah, it's a, it's a Cancun, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins uh, at the Jets, bro, tomorrow night. Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, what we want to say, Black Friday football now? Yeah. Yeah, that's 
I'm not mad at the NFL for that either. I, I'm not. Like, I like it. I do too. It's like you, you get that itch, like, dang, I gotta wait until Sunday again. But wait, no, we we got another holiday kind of. Let's throw the game on here. Like that's that's dope. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, to uh, you know, I see they canceled our our our, our Disney Channel quarterback Zach Wilson. They they, they yeah, canceled our guy. Yeah. He's benched now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that show, you know, was a hit or miss at times. Um, Can't call. Yeah, man. Cancun, man. It's, it's Dolphins and Dolphins only. There's no path of victory. Well, may, maybe one. That that means the defense have just got to turn up, like, all the way turn up. Other than that, no, it's, it's the Dolphins, bro. And the other thing could be, hey, you know, they take advantage of a cold, you know, weather environment, you know, nighttime. You know, New York, it's a little chilly outside. Miami's used to the tropical. Um, possibly that plays a role. Possibly that can lead to New York. Um, giving them all it can handle. So I think New York gives them a game, Jamar. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Dolphins ultimately prevail. And, you know, I think they they just too much to keep up with. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Uh, Saints have Falcons, bro. Uh, four and six, five and five. Typical NFC South game. Uh, who you got for this one? Oof. Saints have Falcons. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. I I guess the Saints, man. I guess. And is, is that Marita starting or is it uh I, I think it's Shane Falco, also known as right. Taylor Heineke. Right. Uh under center. I think uh I think they I think the Saints put Michael Thomas on IR the other day. I don't know that either moves I don't know if that moves the needle nowadays or not, but is Derek Carr starting or is it famous? Uh, I want to say it's Carr. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's starting. You know what? Give, I don't, give me the Falcons. Okay. Tomato, tomato, man. Give me the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints. Um. Find a way with their other weapons, Jamar. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with Tyreek. I mean, sorry, with Taysom. Uh, you know, not Tyreek Hill, Taysom Hill. Um, and, you know, man, you know, I like this number 22 coming out the backfield. He's exploded. They got some weapons, man. You know, Alvin Kamara. Use the weapons, New Orleans. Use the weapons. You win this division. That's all you got to do. Hey, don't turn the ball over. This isn't the toughest division. All right? Take care of the ball. Use your weapons. You win the football game. I got the Saints. Fair enough. Jaguars at the Texans. Big AFC South battle. Battle for first place, y'all, in this division. Yes, the Texans are 6-4. and C.J. Stroud is an MVP consideration, in my opinion. He's definitely the offensive rookie of the year. And they are at home against the Jaguars, who are 7-3, and and whom looks to be having the, uh, let's say, keys for the AFC South for years to come. But now the Texans look like they said something about that, Jamar. Who you got for this one? Jaguars at Texans. Yeah, we we all came into this season thinking it, it's the Jaguars division. Jaguars years to come, right? <laughs> Boy, did not see CJ turning up this soon for this team. Did not mm-hmm. see D'Amico Ryan's influence, this impact, this soon for this team the way it has mm-hmm. been. My gosh. Um yeah. I'm gonna take Houston. I'm gonna take Houston at home. I like CJ. Just I think CJ has been playing so well. I don't want to say it put Trevor Lawrence on notice, but I, I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence's ears are perking, knowing that like, hey, I got to come out and like continue to do my thing here because if I don't, I'm gonna mess around and not only not win this division, I'm gonna mess around and not make the playoffs. Cause that AFC is is pretty uh, compact. So with that AFC North, especially. Yes, yes. So I'm I'm gonna take Houston to win this game, man. I I like them at home. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna take the Jags, but I think the Jags. Uh, 
This is the thing. I think um, I can see why you picked the Texans, but the reason why I'm going to pick the Jags is because I think Trevor Lawrence has been in these moments enough. That's that's the reason. I just think he's been in these big games enough, and I think he gets ready for the rookie. I think the rookie gives him all that uh, you know him and the Jaguars can handle. I think CJ goes out and play another great game. I think we got we got a good slate of games, y'all, this week, just an FYI. These going to be games that's going to come down to the fourth quarter. There's another one that comes down to the fourth quarter. Um, and I think the Jaguars pull it out late, bro. I got the Jags. Um, Steelers at the Bengals. Would have been a spicy matchup if we had Joe Burrow. Um, but now we got Jake Browning. Um, but they are at home. So Steelers played a tough fought game last week, Jamar, against Cleveland. Really good game. Um, just came up short in the tough defensive. Really, really good. Mike Tomlin is such a coach, man. He's such a hell of a coach. Um, who you got for this one? Still is that Bengals. Jake Browning versus Kenny Pickett. That's your box office ticket. That is the money that we are spending $55 on pay-per-view nowadays. That, that's 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 the headliner. My gosh. Um I mean, from the eye test, Jake Browning didn't look too bad when he stepped into no, that game. Yeah, he was he was putting the ball in there. He was he he got a nice he got a nice long ball. That's yes, a pretty did. ball. Pretty. And he did he didn't look rattled or anything like that. He he looked somewhat comfortable out there. So he didn't look terrible. He didn't look elite, but he didn't look terrible. He he like a, a competent game manager here. I wanna so I wanna say mm, See, here's here's the wild card for me. The fact that the the uh, the Steelers fired um, Matt Canada the other coordinator, day. Matt Canada, yeah. So that gives me an X factor for the Steelers to maybe just maybe actually be competent on offense now. Maybe they can actually score some points because they can score some points on what with the way that defense has been playing. Then that's a whole nother element to that team that we have not seen that can elevate them. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's a division game. That's gonna be hard fought. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna trust Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna take the Steelers. Oof. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna take the Steelers as well. I think the Steelers find a way to win a tough, hard fought game on the road. Um, AFC North rival game. It's gonna be a tough game, but I'm gonna take the Steelers. Um, Panthers at the Titans. Um, we need the Panthers to lose, but do the Panthers go in and, and beat Tennessee? Because I mean, Tennessee ain't playing the best football. Not at all, but I mean, at this point, like, I will have to pick against the Panthers every week until they show me they can beat somebody. Uh, look, I understand they caught the Texans team lacking. I, I don't know what they were doing that day, but I uh, ultimately I, I trust the Titans a little bit more than I trust the Panthers right now. And with the Titans being at home too, I, that adds another element there. So give me Tennessee by default. Yeah, I think uh, Tennessee pulls out a late game here. I think the Panthers give Tennessee all they can handle. Um, not that Tennessee's going to get, you know, like they're all that, but, you know, uh, Tennessee, I think, squeaks it out, bro. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, Bucks at the Colts. Um, Megan Mayfield is turning out to be who we thought he was. Um, and the Colts coming off a bye. Who you got? Ooh, that's tough. I guess uh, whoever protects the football more is probably gonna win this game. Um, I'm gonna take my chance. Don't tell Victor this. I'm gonna take my chances with Indianapolis on this one. Um, I'll wait for yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at I, that. Think, I think yeah. India at home. India at home. I think that's big here. Um, 
I'm interested in the wide receiver battle, man. I want to see those two wide receivers for Indy, those big guys, versus just seeing how Mike Evans, the big guy, perform. These are two teams with two physical receivers, um, physical receivers that's on the outside. Uh, Bucks came up short last week. Um, but I like Indy coming off a of bye. I think their legs are fresher. I, I got Indy. Um, Patriots at the Giants. Check this out. This is battle uh, not only for, um, you know, NFL draft positioning, uh, but it's an interesting battle because we got backup quarterbacks, both in, you know, uh, who do we got? Zippy, maybe for New England. And then we got Danny DeVito's stepson uh, for the Giants. So uh, who you got for this one, bro? You got Danny DeVito's stepson or you got Zappy? Uh, I, I can't even decipher this game. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is horrible. Golly. Um, like, neither team has any wide receivers. Neither team really has a quarterback. Defense is about the same at this point. Yeah. I guess the only difference is one has, what, six Super Bowls, and the other one hasn't even been to a Super Bowl as far as head coach. So, um, I guess New England. I, dude, I don't know, man. Just throw a dart in a closed room and just let it hit something. Give me, mm. give me New England. I got the Giants at home. Giants, uh, as we know in the recent Super Bowls, man, they found a way to beat the Patriots and stop Tom Brady for getting two more rings. Um, but I got the Giants at home. That's the biggest reason. I think Saquon Barkley has a good game, and it's a tough, tight, you know, fault game. Uh, uh, I think the Giants maybe, you know, make a few more plays than the Patriots, but that's going to be – this is an evenly matched game right here. I don't see really what's the difference between the teams like you state, uh, but I got the Giants at home. Browns at Broncos. This is a good one, I think, Jamar. Um, shout out to Russell Wilson, man, who's playing great football, and he has the pieces finally around him, Jamar, that are playing better football. Very important. Uh, but the Browns, shout out to them. They are just a great all-around team. It doesn't even matter about the quarterback. Who's back there? They're winning games against tough opponents. Who you got for this one, Jamar? Hey, um, I don't know. Ever since you know one of these teams got kicked in the mouth with seventy points, they they've been playing a lot better. They mm -hmm. beat some some worthy opponents here, some some uh, name worthy opponents, and found ways to win. And I'm seeing a little of that rust magic that I, I used to see in Seattle with some of these throws, some of these plays. I'm gonna take the Broncos. We Broncos mm. country, let's ride. Mm. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Broncos at home too. Um, let me see. They won last week. They won four in a row. Right, but I'm saying how they won. I'm thinking they won off a field goal um, and a mistake, of course. They've been getting lucky, the Broncos, as they had of late. A, they had a clutch touchdown last week with Sutton in the corner. Right. Um, they had a clutch touchdown. And then what happened after that with the other team on offense? They drove down, right? Yeah. Well, Miami, who did they play last week? They the played Vikings. The, um, the Vikings, right. And the Vikings. Yes, they end up missing a, they a missed that pitch. field goal. And missed a field goal. It was a long right. attempt, too. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and the Vikings blew that game. Yeah. Um, but the Broncos still find a way to win it, right? I mean, you know, so uh, I got the Browns, Jamar. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns, not the Broncos. I think the defense of the Browns step up, and, and they are just – they're all over the field, bro. They are all over the field. This is a dangerous team if they were to have Deshaun Watson. Uh, but, you know, I think they might continue. Uh, they, they they don't even know if they're going to do great. Eventually, I think teams will eventually catch on to them. But right now, they're on a roll, man. 
Uh, the Broncos are too, but I think the Browns just find a way to turn these guys over, um, make them kind of be the team we thought they were. I, so I'm, I'm a, yeah, go ahead. I'm, no, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I guess my only, I'm playing devil's advocate here. The only reservation I have with the, the Browns is the quarterback play and going into a hostile environment into Mount High Stadium to a, a defense that ever since they got kicked in the mouth by that 70 points, they have tightened it up considerably. So I, I want to see if they if the Browns can move the ball with uh, – what's his name? Is it DTR or whatever they call him? Um, mm-hmm. Number 17 is what I call him. Fair enough. That, that, that guy that's taking the place of Deshaun Watson, I just want to see if they can move the ball because if they can't, it's – that's oof, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting game in a lot of ways. Very interesting game. Um, yeah, Rams at the Cardinals. It's like the Rams are a tale of two teams, right? You know, in the beginning of the year, we we saw them being, you know. Like, okay, maybe this team can be something. And then the other tale is, man, this 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 team is pathetic. They just right. can't do anything. I don't know what Rams team is going to show up. But I do know one thing. I know one player in between both these teams is out here, you know, showing these people what he can do, and that's Kyler Murray. Kyler exactly. Murray has every incentive to go out here and light it up and win games. Therefore, I'm I'm gonna take the Cardinals on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting, Jamal. I'm gonna take the Cardinals and upset at home. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Yeah. Um. Maybe the Rams go out and whoop the Cardinals for that because I picked them. But uh, the way this kid Kyler Murray has played, he like he got something to prove, bro, for real. Um. Your Bills, Jamar, at the Eagles. Who Bills? <laughs> Yours. <laughs> and so last week they had a fantastic outing against the New York Jets, um, putting the brakes on them 32-6. Um, do they go to Philly and do the same, Jamar? Cancun. All right, yes, Philly, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, that's the response there. Chiefs at the Raiders. Uh, Aiden McConnell, Purdue baby. Antonio Pierce, they got the Chiefs at uh, home. Uh, who you got for this one? Is this a, is this a uh, trap game for the Chiefs? It, it can be if, you know, wide receivers can't catch the, the freaking ball. ball. Like, my gosh. Uh, you almost made me say the F-bomb on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I kid you not. Like, um, you know, if wide receivers actually caught the ball with some consistency with this team, this team probably only have one loss, and that'd be to the Broncos because the Broncos just came out there and just that was that was something different. But yeah, yeah this team should be eight and one, nine and one. They seven and three. Oh, yeah, you're right. Should be nine and one, and that's seven and three. So, um, I'm still gonna take the team with the better quarterback and the better team overall. And what Antonio Pierce has done with the Raiders has been a sensation so far to keep them in relevancy, based with that lack of talent all the way across the board. But um, I'm definitely going to take the team that's, that's probably going to be pissed off as far as how they lost that game against the Eagles and probably going to take it out on the Raiders. So, Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I got the Chiefs as well. I don't bat against Patrick Mahomes. But I do think the Raiders, Jamar, in this week, uh, they give them all they can handle, bro. It's going to be another one. I think that comes down. I think a lot of these games come down to the fourth quarter, last few minutes. I got the Chiefs in a late one. Really good one. Really good hard fall game. Raiders could pull that out, really. Ravens at the Chargers. Um, Brandon Stelly, you know, went off last week, Jamar, in the um, not last week, Monday. <laughs> went off on Monday, uh, screaming at the media, telling them, hey, stop cautioning me. I know what I'm doing. You know, it's it's in other words, he put the blame on his players. Okay. So um, I can imagine he's probably lost the locker room with some players in that locker room after that, bro. Uh, Ravens at the hard charges, but they are at home. So who you got for this one? Dude's a clown. Um, 
he he's probably in his last uh few uh you know probably in his last you know what he got another seven games so he he, he got to do something here man that that clock ticking for real yeah as we all know should have been let go after last year's debacle against the Jags in the playoffs. That's what should have happened. But now, needless to say, on this particular one here, man, I'm taking the Ravens, who are arguably you can arguably say they they arguably the best team in football overall. You can you can that's a legitimate argument for that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm taking the Ravens, man. That defense travels. Lamar's been playing stellar this year overall. The offense has moved the ball a lot better. Special teams has been amazing. That team has been sensational. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have one of the best special teams units in football. That's a fact. Um, best defense in football. That's a fact. Um, you know, they right there with Cleveland. They right there with the Eagles. You know, these are the elite defenses, the Chiefs. Um, and, and you know, uh, defense travels, man. Um Justin Herbert is a great quarterback. I think, again, Jamar, the Chargers give the Ravens a game. Chargers take advantage of being at home. They play a lot looser at home, the Chargers, that offense. They put up a lot of points at home, as you know, Jamar. But that defense travels. I think it's a fun game. I think the receivers for the Ravens step up this week, actually, because they are playing a mediocre, terrible defense for the Chargers who really can't stock a, a parked car outside of the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, they can't really stop a parked car this season. So I think the Ravens' offense is, uh, you know, they play pretty good this week. They got a good chance. So I got the Ravens in a very good, entertaining, fun football game. Uh, Bears, our Bears, bro, at the Vikings. Do the Bears go in with Justin Fields? Humble the Vikings, bro. What's your thoughts? It's doable. It's, it's yeah. doable. I I don't think Justin Jefferson will be activated off of IR um, in time for the game. I think you'll probably see Justin the following week at this point, just based on what I'm reading. But mm-hmm. um, no, it, it's definitely definitely possible. I think. There's a lot of players that ha- in this game that has a lot of chip on their shoulders here to come out and prove some. Even you know Dobbs, you know he's he has a point to prove out here that he's you know a starter worthy quarterback in this league. But same goes for our guy. He's out here, you know, got a lot. He basically he has a lot to prove too, not only to himself but you know to the people that's making the decisions for this team. And I'm sure. Believe it or not, Eberflus has some. He, you know, he 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 got a. I would imagine he has some type of chip on his shoulder. Now that's a, you know, a Doritos chip or a, or a Lay's playing chip. That's a whole nother ball game. But nevertheless, he has yet to win a division game in his tenure with the Bears. So I mean, that's you might want to. Yeah, you might want to win one, buddy. If you if you trying to keep a job in this with the team or even in this league in general, I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, but nevertheless. Um, all I want to all I, all I know is Justin plays the way he did last week again on Monday Night Football. I'm, I'm gonna take our chances and I say we win, so I'm, I'm taking our team. Okay, yeah, I'm picking the uh, Vikings. Um, generally, when I pick against the Bears, they they lose, so um, I think the Vikings are a better team, and I think the Bears just find a way to implode. Um, and you know, uh, it would depend on Justin. If Justin goes out and play good football, the Bears will be in the game. But if Justin can't play his game, the Vikings whoop our asses, literally. And so um, that that would that would that would just be the story of the game. But I think the Vikings find a way to pull this out in a fought a hard fought game. I think the Bears come out motivated. Jamar, they play good. But I think our Bears do what they've been doing a lot lately. They implode in the fourth. They implode in the fourth. And the Vikings, I'm not going to say that they're any better, Joshua Dobbs. But Joshua Dobbs, I think, will find a way to use his legs, control the ball, use that crowd. I think the Vikings sweep this one out. I think they sweep it out late. I got the Vikings. 
So, yes, um, I hate to pick against our Bears, but that's just the reality, bro. That's the reality. And so, yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even share the screen. But regardless of the fact, y'all, uh, who, whoever's rocking with us, that viewer, they know um, the, about the NFL schedule. So uh, enjoy football. Enjoy football. And so, Jamar, with that being said, bro, we have made our Week 11 picks. We'll be back. Uh, week 12 picks, excuse me. Uh, we have made our Thanksgiving Day picks today. We have made our Black Friday picks, and we have made our picks for Sunday. But guess what, y'all? We'll be back Saturday morning as well. Uh, but even prior to that, Jamar, um, we still got to do our final thoughts and shout-outs, bro. And so any final thoughts and shout-outs as we head into Thanksgiving Day? Uh, yeah, so, you know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, I know this year in general has been probably one of the more tougher years for a lot of people based on, you know, economy and stuff like that. So, you know, you know, uh, hang in there, be strong, uh, do what you got to do to survive out here. You know, uh, I got to, I, I tell myself that, uh, you know, this situation won't last forever. So just, right. just weather the storm, get through it, you know, have faith, uh, pray about it, you know, uh, but nevertheless, en enjoy the time with, with your loved ones today. Um, I mean, you know, everybody's, you know, Thanksgiving spirit is different, but nevertheless, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a day, I guess, for nowadays for us to just, you know, have something to be thankful for. And if, and nevertheless, you, you get full and uh, have a to-go plate. So enjoy that. Amen. Exactly. We got a lot to be thankful for y'all. We got life, we got breath. When you got life and breath. You got an opportunity to make a change. Um, with God, all things are possible. Uh, we got a lot to be thankful for, y'all. Be thankful for your friends. Be thankful for your loved ones. Be thankful for the good moments, the bad moments, the teaching moments. Um, be thankful. And so, again, happy Thanksgiving. And so, with that being said, on behalf of the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, we would like to thank you all for tuning in with us this morning. Continue to chop it up with us, y'all, and support our podcast on various platforms. And if you are and would love to talk sports with us on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, we are here and would love to do so with you. Your love and support is truly appreciated, and we hope you all have a blessed and safe holiday for Thanksgiving. We see you all on Saturday morning. Peace.